This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. I'm going to ask Joe about A.J. Brown because A.J. Brown is a hot topic of discussion here in Nashville since uh, leaving the Titans because he's been kind of back and forth with Titans fans, which seems a little unfair. I think it was the Titans organization that didn't want to pay him, and I get like the pettiness towards them, but don't take it out on the fans. So let's bring in Joe now. He's the host of BetQL Daily immediately after us and also does radio on WIP in Philadelphia every single weeknight. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. Philly special. Ready? And the game is over! The game is over! The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. One provolone without. And a probie without. Yep. And uh, one with with. And then a cheese left. Getting Philly with Joe Giglio. Yo, Adrian! All right, so here he is now on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. He is Joe Giglio. So, Joe, let me ask you, how do Philly fans like A.J. Brown? Because at first, it seemed like it was a perfect marriage, but I've started to see people kind of hate on him. I know he had a couple games there where he was fumbling. What's the reception like for A.J. Brown this year? Yeah, I mean, people, people like A.J. Um, now, I, I think when he first got here, the, the big games to start the season and the, the crazy numbers early, it was like, whoa, you know, it, like did the Eagles steal this all-time great receiver? And he's really, really good. I mean, he's, he's a star player. I, I guess it's cooled a little bit. He has not played his best football over the past three weeks or so. So fumbles, uh, actually two, two of the games in the last three, he's fumbled. So he, he's not played his best football, but – I'd say overall, it, it's been a it's been a good marriage with AJ Brown at Philadelphia, and and people are, are are pretty big fans of him. Well, Joe G, let's talk about the man throwing to AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts, right behind Patrick Mahomes now in the MVP race at plus three twenty five. I know he worked with Tom House during the off season, which I think sort of went underreported because he's been so dedicated to improving his his arm and his passing. What has been the difference? How has he been able to take that next step, which was a big question mark going into the season? Yeah, and the step has been gigantic. I mean, I don't think it's outlandish to, to compare it to Josh Allen a couple of years ago, right? I mean, a year two to year three jump where a player was talented and he had some good numbers, uh, a rushing quarterback, but the passing was it was not great. I mean, that was that's the reality of Jalen Hurts last year and, and Allen in 2019. And then, then they took these gigantic leaps and they became these, 
these stars. And, and as far as Hurts, I mean, you, you mentioned that Tom House's mechanics are better. I think he repeats his delivery um, better than he used to. I always said what Hurts, it, it's not that he doesn't throw a good ball. It, it's just it didn't happen often enough. Like when I always said last year, when he was accurate, he was very accurate. Threw a very catchable ball, but then he would just miss, you know, by three or four yards, and that's you, you can't have that. And then he's cut those down now. He doesn't miss big very often anymore. That's a completion percentage of nearly 68. But the other thing, Jakes, I just think he's more comfortable in the offense. I mean, it's, it's the first time since he was in high school he had the same offense in back-to-back years. So it's friendly to him. It, it kind of accentuates what he does well. And I think he just has the answers before the snap of where he should go with the football and, and what the defense is trying to do now. All right, so let's stay on the Eagles and the Titans before getting to Thursday night football. We have the Eagles laying five and a half points against the Titans this week. I think this is a matter of maybe the spread mattering because it is a sizable spread here. I think five is kind of a sneaky key number that maybe people don't realize. However, do you think think the Eagles can get back to kind of dominating here? Because in the past few games, I know they covered by the hook last time against the Packers, but they haven't really been dominating when it comes to the spread. They haven't, no. I mean, the last month or so, I would say, has been for at least three weeks. But when you go back to that Texas game where it was tied at halftime, they did end up winning the game by 12 and, and not covering, I guess, or right around the cover of the 13, whatever that number was on that Thursday night. So it's been about a month now where they've either lost to the Commanders or the three wins they've had haven't covered or covered barely in those games. This is a really interesting number, Chelsea. I'm with you, the five and a half. And it, it just feels like it, the spread is going to be decided very early in the game. And what I mean by that is the style of the game is going to decide if the Eagles get up. If the Eagles could you know, put up a 10 or 14-point lead early in this game, which they did last week against the Packers, I don't think the Titans have the kind of offense or the style to come back and really win the game or, or come back to tie it, and then all of a sudden it's back and forth the whole game. I think the Eagles will cover the game then. But if the Titans play ball control early and they hold the ball the entire first quarter and they're up you know, 7-3 or they're up 7 nothing and we're going deep into the second quarter, yeah, it's going to be a Titans cover. I, I think we'll know early in this game uh, which way it'll go. The one matchup I do like for the Eagles is, is them their passing against the Titans' pass defense. Because the Titans' run defense is really good, probably best in the NFL. So I, I think this is probably a game where the Eagles will try to air it out, get a lead early, and uh, try to play that way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We're talking with Joe Gillia, the host of MQL Daily. You can hear him evenings on WIP in Philadelphia. Joe G, Thursday night football tonight. Bills and Patriots in Foxborough. Bills are laying three and a half points. The total set at 43 and a half. What do you think happens in this game? Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting number. I mean, it's come down. I mean, think about where it was at the beginning of the week to mm-hmm. where it is now. 
a, a lot of money must be coming in on the New England Patriots to move this number down. And I understand it. I mean, it's a division game on the road for the Bills, and the Bills have not played their best football. It's kind of similar to the Eagles, where they got off to this great start. We, we kind of anointed them as, as the best in their conference. And it's been choppy. It has been choppy for Buffalo now for a couple weeks. And I look at this game, and I think we could be seeing points. I, I actually look at the total more than I do the spread on this game because we know Buffalo's offense is really good. And the, and the Patriots' defense is really good, but they've struggled. they struggled mightily over the years with Josh Allen and this Bills offense. So it could be a, a Bills night to score. And on the other side, look, that Bills defense has not been what it was early in the year. Now no Von Miller. And, and we look at Mac Jones, and he's had a, a tough year. But last week in a loss, I thought Mac Jones threw the ball as well as he has in the entire season. If the Patriots' offense is about to turn a corner against a Bills defense that has not been great, I think we get points in this game. So I would lean the Patriots getting the three and a half, but I would also go over in this game. Ooh, and over. Uh, I will say one thing. I don't think that I want to read into too much Mac Jones putting up big numbers against a Viking secondary because that secondary is not good. But as far as game script goes, are there any props you like? Is there uh, a game script that you think is going to be the way? Because clearly you think there's going to be points in this one. Yeah, I mean, Stefan Diggs and, and Allen, that combination has worked very well over the years against the Patriots. Now, the Patriots defense is really good. I mean, you know, number one ranking in the NFL, although I, I do wonder about them. You go through their, uh, the games they've played and the quarterbacks they've played. There's a lot of Zach Wilson in there. It's um, Jacoby Brissett in there. You know, they haven't exactly faced the best run of quarterbacks in the NFL, Jared Goff. So last week gets Kirk Cousins, who's obviously, you know, closer to the middle or the top compared to the other guys I mentioned. You know, they struggled a little bit. They, they gave a point, and, and Jefferson made some plays against them. So I look at Diggs tonight, uh, and I'll, I'll go with a touchdown with, with, with Stephon Diggs, and, and I'll look towards his, um, his yardage or, or receiving prop. But Diggs strikes me as the guy with Allen tonight that can make a bunch of plays against this pass team. Joe G, maybe I asked you this before. I probably have, but I find the whole Russell Wilson situation in Denver completely fascinating because even if he was going to have an offseason by any metric, nobody expected him to completely crumble. He's getting yelled at on the sidelines. Is he done? Is is he cooked as a top-line NFL starting quarterback? Is there any chance for him to reclimate his career next season? He might be cooked as a top-line NFL starting quarterback. I don't think he's cooked as a starting quarterback, but mostly because everyone in this situation has no choice but to run it back. I mean, you look at that contract they gave him. If they cut him after the season, it's a $107 million dead cap hit. It, it is, I mean, it's, it's laughable how bad that contract looks right now. So they're locked in. So I, the way I view it is, look, the, the coach is terrible. Um, and Russell Wilson did have, for whatever that was in October, the report of a shoulder issue that he had some treatment on. But my guess is that that's going to be the story of this offseason. The coach was terrible. He was playing hurt because he wanted to play for his new team in his first year. And they'll try to wash this thing away. But I, I am skeptical he's ever a great quarterback again. You know, the return of confidence, maybe. He was really good for a long time. It, it's hard to doubt those kind of players that were really good for a long time and that have a terrible year. But I would be surprised now moving forward. Even all the young quarterbacks in the league that have emerged this year, you know, we talk about Hurts and Tua, Herbert Burrow, you know, even Trevor Lawrence now that's coming on. I'd be surprised if, if we ever talk about Russell Wilson as a true top 10 quarterback again. Well, even just a competent quarterback, I think, is the question this year. Joe, I got to ask you about the Sixers, because I was in on the Sixers last night, and they broke my heart. They got smoked 
by like 30 by the Cavs. And I will say that the Cavs shot like 70% from the three-point line in the first half. There's not a ton you can do about that. But before that, I was thinking to myself, okay, the Sixers have a ton of injuries, and they're still playing pretty well. Shake Milton had uh, added to the offensive mix as a good guy who once was a bench player. But what do you think the state of the union is for the Sixers this year? Yeah, so I'm surprised they played as well with all the injuries. I, I actually, and I don't give much credit off, but I'll give Dockers a little bit of credit because they, they kind of held the fort despite, you know, being down to three best players. And, and, and by, by a margin, their three best players were Harden and, and Maxie and Joel Embiid. Now, they didn't, they didn't lose them all for the same period, but there was a period there for a few games, and they had none of them. It was, it was all backups, basically, and Tobias Harris. And they, and they kept their, their head above water. So that's probably going to save them as the season goes along when they get their guys back. When they get their guys back, they'll be able to, you know, be in decent playoff position because of that. But I just – I wonder if they have the right mix. You know, when they play their backups, they play better defense. When they play their starters, like Maxi and, and obviously Harden, their defense was poor. So, they've, they, they might have to make a change at some point, whether personnel or I would consider maybe Tyrese Maxi off the bench in a six-man role to mix it up. Because when all their guys are there, they don't play good defense. When they were, they actually played a really good defense over the last two or three weeks. It's, it's been a weird season for the Sixers, but I guess the best thing to say is uh, they're still afloat despite all that. Yeah, but you can't just be afloat in the East when you are competing with the Celtics because I think that's the biggest pro- problem right now is the Celtics are 18-4 and four, uh, this season. Great stuff as always from Joe Giglio. He is the host of BetQL Daily, immediately following us, and also – on WIP in Philadelphia. Joe, thanks for waking up with us. You got it, guys. Talk next week. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.